0: Welcome to episode six of the journey of self-love through self-care. Today's episode is going to be about how to be the happiest and healthiest version of yourself. My name is Amy Mercado. I am the owner and the producer of my company, The Mercado Method. You can find me online where I teach a variety of online fitness classes, different types of yoga classes And I also do one-to-one coaching or mentoring from lifestyle changing, meditation, breath work, exercise, anything I can sort of do to get my clients, my friends, my members at the absolute happiest, healthiest versions of themselves. So today's episode, we're going to be focusing on how to improve your happiness levels and how to improve your well-being. So Just a little bit of background. Before the pandemic hit in 2020, I used to be someone that worked really, really hard. I'd take like one day off a week. Used to be in the gym like every hour under the sun, do like long days, crazy days from like 12, 14, 16 hours, come home, stick the telly on so I couldn't hear my brain. I'd also have a protein business as well that I was running. So I'd be making like all different orders in the evenings. And then it would get to go to bed at night and I couldn't sleep because I was so wired. So I was taking um, anxiety medication, at one point I was taking diazepam as well and I was also smoking weed to help me fall asleep and it all got to the point where all of that stopped working and that's when I realised it was time that I needed to do something about this because if I wasn't sleeping at all now, um, it was really affecting me in my day, it was affecting my moods. Thankfully because of the pandemic I had created this online business which meant that I'd left working all these crazy hours that I used to do. I've learned how to work smarter rather than harder and this meant that I could explore different methods and things that I needed to do to get myself in a regular sleep pattern so that I could be a better version of me and as we all know you can't be a great night's sleep either. I work with a whole variety of clients, all of which are super amazing and inspire me, all different walks of life, all amazing, amazing qualities. And the thing that I've noticed recently, the the influx that's sort of coming in is people are just feeling a bit lost. Um, Life might be looking really good. Maybe your business is going well. Um, Finances might be good. There might be, you might be in a great relationship. There's all these different factors sort of happening, but you're still not quite that happy, content person that you really want to be. I was the same. Like, work was great. I was always busy. Um, I have had a great circle of friends. I had loads, I was in abundance, but I still was always glass-kinda-empty-kinda-girl, half-empty. I was always overwhelmed and tired I was drained a lot you could always call on me and I'd always have your back and I'd be there to help you out but I was also not looking after myself in the process where I'd always been on antidepressants and anxiety medication as well if something went wrong I'd always just go straight back to taking the tablets rather than sort of finding a way to handle it so in today's podcast, I just wanted to talk about some key factors that I believe that will help you to get to a much happier and healthier version of yourself. The first factor that I always work with with my clients is food, because food is what fuels your body. If you are giving yourself good fuel, you're going to create good energy. It's really simple. If you're giving yourself rubbish fuel, your energy is not going to be that good or that efficient one way to sort of look at it is um, if you're providing yourself with a good nutritious meal for example i don't know for lunch you might have had some wild rice with some wild salmon and some broccoli for example for a lunch or you might have opted for a mcdonald's the nutritional value in a mcdonald's is basically going to be like you're eating air it's just made of chemicals Whereas if something's come with good nutrition, you're going to be fueling that body and then that body can utilize what you've given it to then create more good energy. And if you're using good fuel, I'm telling you now, you're going to produce good hormones and good happiness. One thing that seems to be coming up with a lot of people I work with is just getting your meals in in the day. If you're waking up, in the morning and you haven't got time for breakfast and you're running out the door and you're already just stressed as it is and you've got to sit in the traffic and this is going on i need to get to here and you're not even giving your body any fuel to run on and your little body's been working through the night trying to work through certain things how can we expect our bodies to be running optimally it's going to hit a low so the first thing i would do is suggest is try and start getting breakfast in your day because you want to break your fast breakfast so, if you can get up in the morning and have something that's of a good nutritional quality, I'm not talking about Kellogg's cornflakes or Cocoa Pops, which are full of like sugars and E numbers and sorts. Maybe you could, because the factor is time for a lot of you. So, perhaps if you could prepare your breakfast the night before, overnight oats are fantastic. You can make them, they take like five minutes. You can make them before you go to bed, put them in the fridge, and they're already done for you in the morning chia puddings some of you are like what a chia chia seeds are great you could soak them in like non-dairy um, oat milk for example and then you would produce something overnight and in the morning it's ready for you to to have some of you that do really still enjoy like your toast or something quick if you can at least just get something in you but perhaps maybe think to start changing maybe you could have sourdough because gluten in the bread causes absolute havoc on your stomach So perhaps just looking at what you're having for breakfast. But if you're someone that just doesn't have breakfast at all and your energy is like a little bit and your moods are low, like your blood sugars are gonna get really low. So first thing I would suggest doing is just trying to even just get breakfast in and do the same with lunch and dinner. I know as someone, I came from an eating disorder background, I was bulimic. So the thought of eating three meals a day used to really freak me out. But what that does is it starts to stabilize your blood sugars Because when we're not eating regularly, our blood sugars get really low and that can cause that sadness or that feeling of just feel like crap and just that vulnerability and that lowness. So if you could just start eating a bit more regularly throughout the day, maybe you even need to set an alarm on your phone because one of my clients is like, I just forget. I wish I forgot about food sometimes, but you know, I don't wish that at all. But he sets an alarm now. So that means that he's getting his breakfast in, he's getting his lunch in and his dinner. And then if you can start to create it so that your body gets used to eating at a similar time each day, it will start to create new patterns. So then your body can start relaxing. And then when your body's able to relax a little bit, it can produce all the other hormones and happy chemicals that it's meant to. If we've not got enough food in our body, it's barely going to be processing anything or anything's going to be happening. It's going to be running on empty, like a petrol tank. Your is going to be going down, 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 down. And if you've not eaten enough the day before, and then you're not eating much the next day, and then you didn't eat much the next day after that, you're going to feel like absolute shit after a few days. You're pumping yourself possibly full of coffee. Caffeine is a stimulant. It is going to produce lots of stress hormones in your body as well. And that will cause havoc in your body, especially if you're not eating as well. It starts to really cause carnage in your gut lining. So if you can just start looking at the quality of just getting three meals in a day, keep your blood sugar stable, it's going to keep a happier state of mind. It's going to allow you to handle life as well. If you're not eating and you're someone that does suffer with anxiety, there's a massive correlation because if your fumes are running on absolute empty, you're going to be super full of adrenaline just to get your body's going to need to get you through the day. So you're going to be going in this like anxious high energy mode. Ground yourself by eating food. But think, what is the quality of my foods? Like I said, if you are going to give yourself, you wouldn't put petrol in a diesel car. So as humans, for some reason, we think it's acceptable to put fuel in us that isn't actually going to do anything for our body. Luckily, the body is resilient. However, bear in mind, if you do eat a McDonald's, it takes about five days for your body to process that and get that all out of your system. If you're someone that's regularly having takeaway or junky sort of food the body's going to be in overdrive and barely going to be able to handle that and it's going to send your moods erratically so look at the quality of your food i mean ideally if you are a meat eater try and get animals that have been grass-fed because the vitamin d from the grass the animal is going to eat and then you are going to have a much better quality type of animal and meat Vitamin D is also heavily linked to depression and sadness. So if you're not getting enough vitamin D in your body, it's gonna affect your moods. So if the animals, a lot of animals nowadays are just fed pellets and they're fed um, food that even you you know, you wouldn't even feed a pig really, it's grim. But we feed, they're being fed that. And these these pellets are almost basically like plastic molecules. So we're feeding these animals sort of fake food And then we're wondering why our moods are low because they're not getting good quality energy. So how can we produce good quality energy from something that isn't good quality as well? And if you do have to grab something because you're like, I don't have time to be making food or worrying about that and subways down the road. Well, go into Tesco's and pick the best of the bad. Grab some whole grain microwave rice that's already cooked grab some pre-cooked salmon and grab some broccoli or something grab something that's just quick easy but it's going to be more nutritional than grabbing something like a mcdonald's and for example if you leave a mcdonald's burger to soak in your stomach bile for three hours and you was to pull it out it still wouldn't be broken down it just congeals into it looks like black liquid so just be mindful if you've got to make the bad make the best of the bad choices another thing to be thinking about as well is when your blood sugars do drop it can cause that sudden sadness or that crashing so regulate your blood sugars you'll feel hangry or tired as well and then if you leave it too long then you might eat something and spike your blood sugars up really quickly the body doesn't like that either i'm telling you all of a sudden it's like shit get that out of the system it's too much it's too intense for the body to handle it chucks a load of hormones at it to strip it down and your blood sugars plummet down rapidly and that's when you have that crash mode it's very common after people's lunches as well that oh i feel really sluggish that's because you've not eaten the best kind of fuel so think what do i need to get in if you're a vegan or a vegetarian watch out for processed vegan food as well it's riddled full of certain chemicals a lot of them so again you're not giving yourself a good substance What you need to look at doing, if you're a vegan vegetarian, for example, is if you combine certain grains and, for example, if you know about quinoa or wild rice, for example, and you was to pair that with a lentil, that would then in the body create a whole plant-based protein. And that would be great for your body because it's gonna stabilize your blood sugars. Protein slows down the absorption and the breakdown of the carbohydrates. You don't have that crushing lowness. And it's also going to nourish your whole body. So look at pairing certain things up. I do have a blog um, on my website about, um, it says to meet or not to, meat, not to eat meat. And it's about if you can bind certain grains. So if you want some more information on that, head over to my website. And then you can get some more information on my blog where I break down different pairing systems to help you with your eating. Um, second factor, your water intake. We are meant to be 60 to 70% hydrated. Most people tend to be about 30% to 40% hydrated. That means that your body has not got enough water in it to, for memory function, it hasn't got enough water in it to be doing what it should be doing. It will always prioritise digestion. So if you are eating like certain foods, especially junk foods as well, the body's like, we need to break that down. We need to get those toxins out of the body. And it's going to send all that water to that area also causes that bloat kind of feeling as well because all the water is being rushed there as well. So look at your water intake now. On average, I'd say a minimum two to three liters of water a day, which sounds a lot for some people. Don't flood the system. It's like think of yourself like a human plant. Water yourself gently. If you were to chug a pint of water, it's going to overflow your bladder system and you're going to be urinating a lot. Same way as if you used to put a pint of water on a plant, it's going to leak out. So have your water throughout the day and sip it try and not rely on things like coffee as a water intake because actually that's that dehydrates you something really simple like two glasses of water extra a day will improve your memory function by 27 percent. it's insane so start thinking about that it's a way for your body the water is a way to help your hormones run optimally for homeostasis and homeostasis means balance in your body so all your hormones can function everything can do its job properly. You can break down your blood sugars, you can, your thyroid's gonna be working better, all your glands, everything, your endocrine system, women, menstrual cycle, everything like that. Water is so important, it's an essential for life. Please look at the quality of your water. If you're someone that drinks loads of tap water, there is a lot of um, chemicals in that, so I would heavily recommend investing in a filter. If you can't afford something like that, what you can do is I got for my dad like a pure silver Britannia 999 coin it helps to purify the water Hippocrates would have used silver in their water the Greeks the Egyptian gods all that kind of stuff it purifies your water and helps pull the toxins out that's a cheaper way of doing it than getting a filter I think a silver coin you're looking at about 25 to 30 pound for an ounce that's all you need and you can put that in there If you are someone that drinks from plastic bottles, just be mindful that plastic leaches into bottles. So I would recommend getting a steel um, bottle or I drink from a glass um, bottle. If you are someone that does have to have plastic bottles, then just don't keep them in sunlight because if the sunlight hits the plastic, the plastic leaches into the bottle and then you drink that. The BPA then leaches into your water. That's the form of plastic toxicity and that causes absolute carnage in your body especially your endocrine system your reproductive system so heavily 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 recommend trying to have glass or steel bottles if you are someone that is does have to move around a lot maybe just invest in like a big steel bottle or drum or something that you can sort of have your water with i would also recommend as well looking at supplementing your diet with some magnesium that will help if you are someone that might suffer with any constipation and things like that as well. Because if your body's not running particularly well and your water intake is a bit low, then that's going to help start getting things moving functionally as well. So, so women, it's going to help with like menstrual cramps as well. Um, it helps regulate your periods, so I'd heavily recommend that. The third factor that I think is so important of being a happy, healthier human is your sleep. Because you cannot be a good night's sleep. And for someone that hasn't slept properly for years, this has been the biggest achievement yet to date for me. I mean, for example, I slept through nine hours last night solid. It was a dream. I still find it hard to go to sleep at night. I um, find it hard to shut my mind off. But I now have lots of techniques to do that, which is fantastic. So sleep. How can you start improving your sleep? If you're a coffee drinker, get off it. If you drink coffee, it re releases five to seven hours later. So, even if you had your last cup of coffee at 12, you're going to have another second hit of your caffeine at five to six p.m. It re hits twice. It will take you about three days to detox off it, but at least start just winding yourself down. Um, coffee also helps to block your pineal gland, which is located on your forehead, just in your forehead behind where your third eye is as well that gland should be producing melatonin. That is your sleep hormone. The UK is the only country in the world that will not allow us to purchase melatonin over the counter to help us sleep, which is absolutely ludicrous. So you will need to order that in from a different country if you want to get hold of it. I was on it for a year. I now don't need it and it's created a new sleep cycle for me. I fall asleep and have my own natural rhythm. Key factors for bedtime, create a ritual so just bear in mind like a child we need to wind down so if you've been highly wired in the day like a child you sort of need to either have a hot bath or hot shower bring your energy down read don't be on the phones try and find a way to sort of shut your mind down slowly and one thing that i do do is breath work to help me fall asleep as well and generally now it doesn't take me long to fall asleep anymore it used to take me ages and i used to wake up frequently throughout the night Something else with sleep as well, if you're a vegan or vegetarian, or even just a normal human, because we are not getting the right nutrients in from a lot of our food, we are B12 deficient. I would recommend a B-complex vitamin. This will help your adrenal glands. So if you're someone that wakes up through the night, Invest in a good quality B-complex vitamin because that will help you sleep through the night. If you're urinating throughout the night, particularly around 3 a.m., if you're waking up at that sort of time, that's classic adrenal fatigue. So look at that. That's going to help with your sleep. Make sure you try and go to bed at a similar time each night so your body gets used to a habit, so you start getting used to feeling tired. Simple things like having low lights on in the evening because the brain is going to be stimulated by, if you've got big bulbs, lights over your head, brain doesn't know the difference between sunlight and it's a light in your home artificial so the brain's like oh it's still daylight we need to stay awake so try and have like different um lighting systems watch out for the blue light on your phones and the television you can set your phones onto blue light filters because the blue light will stimulate your eyes the eyes don't know the difference between the blue light in the sky to keep you awake the blue light on your phone or your tv you can get glasses with blue light filters on as well that will help block that coming in i'd recommend at least one hour off your phone or television before you go to sleep now this is the next thing so a lot of the times is where we are not necessarily happy is because we don't quite know how to spend our time because a lot of us have been used to just using televisions netflix stuff like that to stimulate us So point number four, look at where you spend your energy. So can we change from watching the news, scrolling through social media, TV, flicking through Netflix, Prime, trying to find something to watch. When the pandemic hit, I refused to watch TV and endless hours of box sets. I've been there before. I was like, I'm not doing this to myself. I invested in YouTube Premium. It's been the best subscription I've ever had. No more adverts. I watch loads of documentaries on YouTube to educate myself now. I use different musics and stuff to chill me out. If you're someone that's scrolling on social media, try and put a restriction on your phone. My friend had an app that can actually stop you going on it in the day. For me I love Instagram because it's a fantastic way that I find to promote my business and I like doing all the little artisticy sort of bits and pieces on it. I use it for fun and I use it to grow my business whereas if you're someone that's using it just to scroll and just to stare and just to and it makes you feel a bit crappy sometimes maybe take a break from it a digital detox and see how that goes. One thing I find is quite useful for me is trying to not watch stories and stuff because sometimes you can go down a rabbit hole and just end up flicking and flicking. The ones that, you know, if, you want to, if you're interested in certain people and what they're doing, that's great. But just be mindful of what you're following and what you're watching. I think for me, one of the triggers came when I was in the lockdown and I hadn't quite realised what was going on. I was like, I'm on Netflix and I'm scrolling through my phone on Instagram. What are you doing? You're not even watching this and you're not watching that and you're bored by coming away from the phones and everything a lot more now, I've gone back to reading. I used to love reading when I was little. I was like a bookworm. Now I'm back being a bookworm again. So what could you do to start figuring out how to be a bit more in your own zone? Maybe if you're not ready to read and you find it hard to concentrate, get a magazine. There's so many epic magazines available nowadays. Like when I went into the shop and I was like, my God, there's even got soul and spiritual ones. So If you're someone that finds it hard to concentrate on a book maybe start with a magazine you'll be astounded by the amount of selection it's been fantastic look at um potentially joining different groups maybe you want to join like a study group or there's someone that you want to connect with socially like reach out do it be brave be more spontaneous this will bring more fun into your life this will make you feel happier like I've got amazing friends, amazing family, but the pandemic has encouraged me to spread my wings and connect with people. And like next week I'm flying to go and meet my group of girls that subscribe to me. Like I'm braver now, I wanna do cool stuff and enjoy it. It creates like a dopamine response, like a happy hormone response when you do things that are out of your comfort zone and you enjoy them. Like not everything's always gonna be great. Some things are gonna be challenging and you're learning something new sometimes if you start a new hobby. You'd be like, oh, I'm not very good at this and it knocks your confidence but if you stick at something none of us are good at anything to start you know and that's something that I've had to learn as well um and by connecting to different people it will start opening your world to different things so for instance for my birthday I was at Love Jam which was like this really cool festival and I'd never heard of it but where I connected with different people now they told me about it and I had the best time like didn't even dream I'd be camping in a tent I haven't done that since I was eight years old so it was a bit of a shift but I loved it I had the best weekend it was probably one of my favorite weekends in a really 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 long time so branch out spread your wings and if it's too much meeting people in person join some online call groups there's so many interesting people Selections out there as well. It will blow your mind. So just start thinking outside the box a little bit. Is there anything you're sort of interested in that maybe you want to learn more about, or I don't know, just just go for it. Bite the bullet. What's the worst that's going to happen? You might not connect over there, but you might find a different group. And just bearing in mind, if it's something you want to try, you might try one group and it might not suit you. Doesn't mean that's it, game over. Try a different one. It's like, for instance, if you're someone that goes to an exercise class, if you turned up but you you didn't like that particular instructor, that doesn't mean you're not gonna to go to that class anymore. You're gonna align with maybe someone else. And then you'll go to that class and you'll be like, oh, this is amazing. So just bear in mind, don't just accept the first thing that comes along as well, like explore things. Next point, slow your monkey mind down. So when things go wrong or life is happening, our brain goes into monkey mode, default mode, subconscious switches on. For example, one of my clients was telling me, I've got this email, why when this happens, all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my god, this is going wrong!" And because the old brain starts going, "Yep, this is happening," and starts reliving all these old experiences, and all of a sudden, you're losing your head over something. So, the old subconscious patterns want to come through. Breath work has changed my life. I started doing breath work last September, 2020. I did the Wim Hof breathing. I would recommend starting with the beginners on YouTube, Wim Hof. And what that does is it creates a stillness in your mind, it slows your heart rate down and it chills you out. You feel very zen. I got to the point where I was doing breath work every evening and that helped me fall asleep. And then I then got introduced to another form of breath work called Soma breath work. And I started doing that every morning which charged me up for my day. So even on the morning sometimes when I wake up with anxiety, that breath work will bring me back down and ground me. Breath work, I cannot express how much it's changed my life. If you're someone that struggles to shut your mind off, I would highly recommend starting with the Wim Hof breathing. You cannot argue with it. You will feel instant relief if you're feeling anxious or stressed. At the same time, when you first do it, you might feel a bit stressed about the fact that you can barely hold your breath for 10 seconds. But over time, you build resilience, you build strength. You start holding your breath for longer. It starts empowering you. You start feeling good dopamine starts being uh, produced you just generally start lifting your natural state of emotions and you're going to feel great it's a time for epiphanies it helps you figure out things it stops you being in monkey mode stress freaking out so if something is going on take yourself outside for five minutes and go and do breath work reason why people are addicted to smoking cigarettes is because you're doing deep breath work smoking a cigarette remove the cigarette try it without it Another great thing with breath work, I got introduced, it's really simple, inhale for six through the nose, exhale for six through the nose, do that six times. That will totally reset you as well, so if you're driving and things are like a bit tense, you could do that. My favorite one though is the same inhale six, exhale six, but like you've got a straw. So you would inhale like you've got a McDonald's straw for a count of six through the mouth, and then you'd exhale out like you've got a straw for a count of six, do that six times. You will feel instant release with the stress and it will bring you into your logical brain. That's what breathwork will do. Like my client said to me, he was like, when anything goes down, I do my breathwork now and it totally settles me. So I said to him, right, that's great. How about you actually start your day off doing the breathwork now? Because what that means is when stuff does happen, you've got the breathwork as a tool, but because you've really done it in the morning, your natural state is going to be in a much more balance." So... Rather than waking up, jumping out of bed, shoving a coffee down your throat, not eating breakfast, getting in the car, going to work. (laughs) Ground yourself first. It's like 11 minutes of your morning. Do it in bed, lying down. Create a morning ritual. Morning ritual is absolutely key. It will stop you feeling worry and fear. It's going to keep you in a happier state of mind. With the breath comes yoga. And I do love my yoga, those of you that know me breath work and yoga go like a two peas in a pod i used to think it was yoga then breath work it's breath work then yoga i'm learning i'm coming over to the other side so next point being a healthier happier version of yourself is get your movement we need to move every day our bodies need movement we're just a human plant that needs to move around so whether you can get out if you can get outside even better go for a walk in nature it will help chill you out it will help keep you much more zen nature has a very grounding effect on us we're always up like 100 miles an hour so nature will bring you down and chill you out another great form of exercise or movement is yoga yoga has changed my life it brings union to your body and mind a lot of the times we let our brains tell us what we should be doing and we're not listening to our bodies which is what i was doing which is no wonder why my body was always never shutting off so now by doing the yoga I listen to my body I tune in more and by using breath work during the yoga as well it shuts your mind off so you can really be in your body you will feel amazing yoga is something that takes a discipline as well so when you first start it's going to feel challenging for some of you and it's going to feel a bit demotivating at first and then all of a sudden like if you just stick it give yourself I'd just say just give yourself three sessions and just notice the difference and bear in mind, there's all different types of yogas, So you might need to explore different types of yogas and different kinds of instructors, instructors that resonate with you. So just take that for into consideration. Don't quit on it. It will be the best gift you ever give yourself. And all you need is a floor and a yoga mat. So you can do it literally anywhere. It, it's amazing. It helps to shut the monkey mind off. It makes things really interesting. It helped me have a massive spiritual awakening as well. Doing the breath work with the yoga last year as well on top of it. Life is all of a sudden very magical and very interesting. So it's given me an even more... Life is just so fascinating nowadays for me. And I'm so thankful for it. Doing the breath work. Adding meditation in as well and the yoga. It's improved my neuroplasticity of my brain. I can retain knowledge really easily now. I can read, I can concentrate. I am very mindful of when my brain tries to pull me off into old habits. So when things used to go wrong before, my brain would go, oh my God, let's go and binge eat and let's do this, or let's restrict our calories. But I'm like, no, let's feel our way through this and let's breathe through it. And sometimes emotions come up that I didn't even know I was harboring from whenever. But my goodness, it's been a really good, good, phenomenal actually change for me i would look at creating a morning ritual as well for yourself don't make it a routine make it a ritual so and you can have different rituals so some mornings you might not have much time so your morning ritual might be just wake up do a light breath work make sure i get my breakfast and leave the door another day where you might have more time might be wake up breath work meditation do some movement maybe go for a walk outside then head off so create all different ones journaling is a really powerful tool as well to help you feel and process your emotions and what is going on because sometimes it's really simple as writing it down you can reflect on it and that can shift your entire state as well because you're just getting it out of you there are other ways as well so you need to want to think about how can i bring more inner peace because it is about inside peace because it's our outside environment that is affecting us a lot of the time and causes us to react so if you can bring inner peace inside first and that's what breath work does and meditation yoga all those kind of practices it's going to bring a stillness and a calmness inside so that when the outside world happens because it's always going to happen we can't control it we can control what's going on inside we can bring more harmony into our bodies and our beings So these were just a few simple basics of being a human, food, water, sleep, where you spend your energy and your rituals, breath work, really, really simple. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you've got any more questions, please drop me a message. Have a fantastic day or evening, and I will speak to you all soon.